Hello, welcome back to Cinema from the Spectrum. I'm your host, Jamie Rebnell, and I'm joined once again by... John! Heck yeah! How are you doing today, John? Fantabulous yourself. Fantastic. And you know what time it is? It's time for some Oscar nominee predictions. <gasps> you tell me! Alright, so for those of you who are listening in right now, they announced the Oscar nominations a few weeks back, and, well, we have quite a lot of thoughts about them. How about you, John? Uh, yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was shocked by quite a few. Uh, Joker got quite a few nominations. Quite a few for the most nominated film of the ceremony, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Was it clocking in at 11? 11 nominations! Wowzers, alright. Alright, so... Uh, after last year's Oscar ceremony, I have to admit, I kind of started tuning out of award season. But the thing is, with this year, it seems like we have a more enticing lineup. Uh, well, this this year is definitely a really good year for films, specifically the second half. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> like, as per usual. But yeah. no, there's just this crazy lineup with, you know, Quentin Tarantino had a movie this year, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Mm-hmm. Uh especially looking at things like Marriage Story in 1917. Like, these are movies, uh, Little Women, I've heard, is yep. was very well received. Mm-hmm. It's just a really big lineup of films that are, like, artistically very significant. Yeah, and a lot of these also, uh, you would uh, normally not expect quite a lot of these to be up for the Oscars in, like, previous years either. But, you know, I think it's, uh, I think that alone makes it a step up from last year's ceremony because that was just one huge dumpster fire. Yeah, who's the host this year? Uh, there is no host again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's see if it goes. Let's see if it goes well. Yeah, hopefully. So, um, it's time we talk, talk about a few films that we felt were snubbed this year. So, John, anything that comes to mind for you? Uh, I think you should start for this section. You think I should start? Yeah, you should. All start right. For this one. Well, the first one I can think of, Uncut Gems. In oh my god. Yeah. I totally, I totally forgot because I'm looking at the list now. Yeah. yeah, uncut gems, absolutely. Yeah, thing is, like, I thought it would be. I had a feeling that it would at least be up for one of, for an editing or cinematography nomination. But most importantly, I really wanted Adam Sandler to be up there for best actor too. No, understandably, and I'm, this is a bit of devil's yeah. advocate, but I can kind of get why they wouldn't per se give him a nomination because if you look at his performance in this, it's not like entirely different from what he's done in the past. It's just been recontextualized in a very in a very good movie it's very well paired with him but he does give a good performance in it so i would yeah. at least expect a nomination yeah same here i mean Win- he- winning is another thing but like he's yeah not only that he also won the national board of review award for best actor of the year too for this movie mm-hmm. yeah and uh you know it's i think it's just a testament to the fact that adam sandler he can be a really great actor if he really cares about the material he's working with and in uncut gems he obviously does oh there's definitely a lot of care put into it i mean he's nudie for a bit of it too yeah (laughs) a lot of devotion on screen yeah but uh no the film's gorgeous adam sandler gorgeous Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it was definitely a snub film this year yeah i was i was surprised to see that it didn't get even one of the minor categories either but no uh at least show for editing or something yeah yeah. and i knew it wasn't i knew it wouldn't be up for best score because it was never shortlisted so yeah yeah (laughs) in in particular i'm not a huge fan of the score of that film Mm -hmm. some people really are i wonder if it's one of those polarizing things like there's a specific frequency that some people hear it's like the the blue black dress and then the 
the white gold dress. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like half the people I talked to were like, it's terrible. The other half were like, oh, I love it. So yeah. I wonder if there's like a frequency in people's ears. Oh, yeah. And was, were there any nominations in particular that really surprised you this year? Uh, Joker getting so many nominations. Okay, other than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, none other per se that came to mind. I do regret not seeing as many films as I had mm-hmm. hoped. Uh, Little Women, Ford uh, versus Ferrari, and what was the last one I just said? 1917. In 1917. Those are three films I didn't get to see this year, and they're up for nomination in a few categories. So I, I do regret not seeing those films, as well as Jojo Rabbit. Oh, so yeah. the one I didn't see. Yeah. And if we're talking nominees that really surprised me this year, well, I don't know about you. I did not expect that cinematography nomination for The Lighthouse. For Lighthouse? Yeah. I could have predicted it, but I would, I would sooner probably recognize it getting snubbed. Yeah, same here. And I'm really glad it. I'm really glad that it actually managed to sneak into there. Yeah, because from what I've seen from the film, it's absolutely gorgeous, especially in like its production design. Oh, it is a wonderful, wonderful movie. It's a gorgeous movie, but then I could see the Oscars being like, ah, it's too icy. I don't like it. Okay. And without further ado, now we now let's look through the actual nominated films this year. So in Best Picture, we have Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasites. John, got any thoughts? There's two ways I'm going to answer all these questions. Okay. There's what I think should probably win in my own Mm -hmm. interest and bias. And then there's what I think the Academy will choose. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are two wildly different things most of the time. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think... It's Parasite by a landslide. Oh. Like, all the other movies this year have been great. They've, they've been phenomenal. But Parasite reaches this level. And it could be that I'm just not as familiar with Korean film. This is one of the first major like oh. movies that I've seen out of South Korea. Mm-hmm. But everything in this film is just so fascinating. They take just really, really everyday things, and they're able to enhance it in a way. And this is a, this is a spoiler-free discussion. But just the way that Parasite is handled, it's... It's just a huge step beyond what else I've seen this year. And, you know, it's also kind of amazing to me that this is not only... This is also South Korea's very first time receiving an Oscar nomination in any category. Can you believe that? Deservedly so. I, I can believe it this year. Yeah. This is one of those movies. Oh, yeah. And right now, it's my pick for Best Picture. Although, I think that something tells me the Academy could also go for 1917 because it just won the PGA, so... I could also see them going for Joker because it is the most nominated movie of the ceremony, but I could also see them going for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too. I always feel so bad coming into these reviews at the end of the year or in the new year mm-hmm. because I haven't seen that movie since last summer. So, like, a lot of the magic's <laughs> lost off of it from me. Yeah. But I did see that movie three times in theaters. Like, <laughs> three different groups of people. Yeah. I saw it with my sister, I saw it with my mom, and I saw it with my friends. And, like, in each different time i had different experience with it just being able to rewatch it and enjoy it so much more it's definitely a movie you can revisit anytime yeah meanwhile here i am having revisited parasite five times already in the all in theaters with again different groups of people and seeing their seeing the way they would react to many of the big reveals which i am not going to talk about here it just really really enhanced the experience for myself Mm -hmm. yeah once upon a time in hollywood i'm not sure if i'd give it best picture I don't think Neither so. Neither would I. E- even, even compared to Parasite or, oh, sorry, sorry, not Parasite, but to Marriage Story or or uh, Irishman. Like, it's, they're all kind of in that same area. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now let's look into the Best Actor nominees. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Hmm. Hmm. How are we feeling about this category? I don't think it's going to go to Leo. Neither do I. <laughs> he just got it, and he already had to work so hard. Mm-hmm. He has such a high bar for the Academy for some for some un- ungodly reason. Yeah. He's not going to get it for this one. Yeah, it's my favorite performance of his, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. He's really <laughs> fun. Him going in the trailer is one of my favorite things. Oh, absolutely. It's very relatable. Um, if you had to... If you had to pick who deserves it the most from the from this set, how who would you pick and why? To me, it's a dead split. A dead split between Joaquin Phoenix and Adam Driver. Reasonable, very very reasonable. Um, yeah, my personal pick is Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Although I definitely would not mind seeing Joaquin Phoenix win for Joker, not just because he's phenomenal in the movie, but because he's been so long overdue ever since he was first nominated for Gladiator and for The Master, which I still think he should have won. Oh gosh, it's been a long time. I think my first choice would be Joaquin, but yet again, if they're trying to be a bit more sentimental with their mm-hmm. a choice, they might go with Marriage Story. Yeah. Although I will say, I'm actually kind of surprised to see that Antonio Banderas actually got in, not because... Not because he's bad in Pain and Glory. He's fantastic in that one. Mm-hmm. But because it's not something that I expected to be like, it's not the sort of film that I really thought would be this big a hit with the uh, with the Oscars, but then again, I know they're not they would nor- never normally go with someone like Antonio Banderas, but if they trust Pedro Almodovar enough, figure it may as well. I'm glad they go with it, especially if it's something of quality. And now for best actress in a leading role, they are Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Yeah, regretfully, I've only seen one of the movies <laughs> for one of these nominations. Was it Marriage Story? <laughs> yeah, it's ScarJo. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, I'm putting all my chips in. She's great in that film. Oh, absolutely. So I think I think you should go to ScarJo. I know I haven't seen the other films, but yeah. I think. I, I'm really uh, dead split between ScarJo and Saoirse. But I have a bad feeling it's probably going to go to Renee Zellweger. For which film? Judy. I'm going to be honest. I did not hear that that movie came out this year. <laughs> I didn't oh know. My, oh, my God. I, <laughs> I, even during TIFF, I barely heard anybody talking about that one. Yeah, very little buzz. It's, but that it could be good that it's getting a nomination then. Yeah. That's what these nominations are for. Yeah, exactly. But like... Oh, um, yeah. The Farewell came out this year, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was... I'd like to give consideration to Aquafina. I thought she gave a good performance. Oh yeah, yeah, she was, was amazing in that. Because I was, I was looking through uh, the nominations and she wasn't on there. I was kind of surprised because people was, were talking about her. Yeah, I was surprised that the farewell actually got snubbed too. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily my favorite film this year, but there's mm-hmm. definitely like qualities that are deserving of nomination. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it would at least get into the best original screenplay category too. Yeah, the cinematography is like playfully flat at times. Like. Mm-hmm. It, it was reminding me very much so of uh, Paul S. Anderson. Like, it's, I, I'm very surprised that it didn't get even one, especially for Aquafina. She's great in it. Yeah, same. And now I guess let's go into Best Supporting Actor. They are Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, 
Al Pacino in The Irishman, Joe Pesci in The Irishman, and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, uh, before you start, Al Pacino. I'm just going <laughs> to say Al Pacino. Okay, he's like a comic book character in that one, but he's just so much fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's Al Pacino. He's always a he's always fun to watch, even in some of his worst movies too. A, a really close second for me though is Brad Pitt, just because mm-hmm. he's so freaking likable. Yeah, he he's so much fun. Even though they set you up to not like him <laughs> in Once Upon a Time in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they give you so many reasons not to like him. But just because of his just his performance and his interaction with Leo, he's just. He's so he's just so chummy. I love it. Yeah, I have a feeling that he's probably going to end up winning supporting actor after he won the SAG award recently. But if I had to pick this one, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go with Joe Pesci. Only because the thing is with Joe Pesci, I I did admire how much more reserved he was in this one compared to his roles from Casino and Goodfellas. Okay, okay, that's true. That's true. And plus, it's really great to see that. He was pulled out of retirement for one more gig with Marty, and he's just such a joy to watch, just all around. Yeah, Joe Pesci gave a good performance too. I do think I don't know if Al Pacino is going to end up winning it, just mm-hmm. because his portrayal of Jimmy Hoffa is so over the top and so. <laughs> you always you charge the guy with a gun. With a knife, you run away. With a knife, you run away. <laughs> he's, he's so funny in that one, but uh, yeah, it is a little. I don't think they're going to end up giving it to him. It might go to Brad Pitt. I have to say. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be him as well. And now for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. They are Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh in Little Women, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Since we were talking about Parasite being nominated, you know, my pick for Best Supporting Actress was actually not nominated. Yeah, what film? For Parasite. Oh, uh, which one? Park Sodom. Um, this should sound familiar. Jessica, only child, oh, Illinois, she's amazing. Chicago. Yeah. She's amazing. She's yeah. amazing in that. From this uh, section, I'm kind of surprised that Scarlett Johansson got in again because I don't know. It's like her performance in Jojo Rabbit. She is good in it. I don't know if I would say that's as Oscar worthy as, say, her role in Marriage Story. I would say that if Probably any, more. I would say that if anybody deserved to be nominated from Jojo Rabbit, it would be Thomas and Mackenzie. What role do they play? She was the uh, she was the young girl who uh, ScarJo was hiding inside their home. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 No, like a lot of snubbed roles per se, mm-hmm. especially with this. Oh, definitely. And now shall we move on to best director? They are. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. I want to give it to Bong Joon-ho. Same here. Deserves it so much. Same. But you know how the Oscars is with international films. And yeah. it's, it's not something we should tolerate, but it is something that does happen. Yeah. So if Bong Joon-ho does get, doesn't get it, who do you think is the runner-up? Who's your second place for this? If, some, if Bong Joon-ho doesn't get it, then my second pick would be Martin Scorsese, although I have a feeling Sam Mendes is probably going to win. Sam, there, there's been quite a bit of um, hubbub about his directing for yeah. 1917. Um, I mean, 
I guess I can see why he wants to erase the fact that he, his alri- his first Oscar is attached to American Beauty, <laughs> especially after the Kevin Spacey <laughs> allegations. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Yeah, this month this one might be a bit cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he thinks this one might be a little cleaner. So and if you did, if if Bong Joon Ho weren't going to win, who would you be giving it to? So if Armageddon happens yeah. and the world turns upside down and Bong Joon Ho does not get <laughs> uh, an Oscar, um, uh, probably I'd consider giving it to Quentin Tarantino for this one. Hmm. Yeah. I know that that's probably coming off as an odd choice. Okay. It did come out a bit ago. Because yeah. he has this plot and there's not there's not a crazy amount of dire tension throughout it. Mm-hmm. But he just has so many simple tricks in this bag that he uses to just keep your attention and like really engage you with the film. Like even when he's feeding his dog, I mm-hmm. love that scene. Oh yeah, he's like great. it's it's just such a great moment. It's just the basics, the absolute basics of filmmaking. But the way that he works with it is just so it's fundamental and beautiful. And the whole the whole movie is just so fun up until the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I that reminds me. It's not, thing is i love how uh, terrence you know just dabbles in every one of his everything that may it's like his most self-indulgent movie to oh, date for sure but it's so self-indulgent to the point that you can't really resist it either it's so fun it's 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 this gorgeous little love letter but i i really did like his directing for that one just yeah. taking such simple little things mm-hmm. but bong joon ho he still has all our hearts right now it's bong joon's got my heart right now yeah <laughs> And now let's move on to let's move on to a totally different category now. Let's talk about best animated feature film. So, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. How are we feeling about this one? I didn't see one. You didn't I, even I, see any of these? No, my, my sister saw Toy Story if that helps. <laughs> okay, do you want me you want me to be honest with you? Yeah. Compared to last year, this year has been incredibly, incredibly weak for animated movies. I, my, because my thing is that looking at, okay, one thing I can say, Toy Story 4's animation quality mm-hmm. is out of this world. Oh, yeah. It's so, like, him, uh, like, Woody dragging along the spork, is it a spork? Forky, that's yeah, the... Yeah, Forky. Him, him, drag him along the road and there's the rain and the pebbles going around like the animation quality is off the chart I think the main issue is just that the writing is so bad for these things <laughs> like and it just makes me wonder how exactly are they spending their money because like they treat mostly studios treat the animators like absolute crap yeah like they have them on these crazy these crazy work cycles mm-hmm. and then they they clearly aren't like paying for like superior writers just because i get Mm. that it's animated so people associate with a kids movie but just because it's a kids movie doesn't mean that it can't be great yeah exactly exactly and you know it's also kind of nice to it's kind of nice to see that we have two netflix films for consideration here too which two i lost my body and klaus Uh, well i've heard good things about klaus oh it's pretty decent and the animation is amazing but it just didn't do much for me on the whole yeah, no, I th- I really do think this can be weird to say. Mm-hmm. They need to go to a, like back to basics. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these things is you make the film first. Yeah. Like so you you plan out your story first. It's not necessarily like oh this looks cool. Let's draw it and then make a story around it. Yeah. Y- did you hear that? Uh, you hear that movie uh, where it's like the the spy pigeon? 
Spies in Disguise. Spies in Disguise? Did you hear the story behind that thing? Yeah, I heard. It's um, something. Like, I just think, like, it's creatively bankrupt yeah. for most of these movies in that area. Mm-hmm. Just like you need to make the story first, and then those amazing graphics can really punch out that story. Indeed, and you know it's with something like I Lost My Body. I'm surprised to see that one actually got in, but at the same time, I'm really happy that it did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it's like have you? It's on Netflix and it's in French, but it's just I have no. I was just at a loss of words when I saw that one too. It's not like anything else I've seen in quite a while. Because it's all about a severed hand trying to find, trying to find his owner, but we don't even know if the owner needs the hand anymore. See, that's a fascinating concept to explore. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that got nominated. Same here. And now let's go into best cinematography. The nominees are The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Very interesting. Yeah, very. This is a stacked lineup. I think it's going to be 1917 because we know how much work Roger Deakins put into making it look like one shot. Yes, I think my Academy pick, what I think the Academy is going to do is 1917. Mm-hmm. My own personal preference, I hope the Joker gets it. I love that oh. that grimy <laughs> 1970s style. And yeah. they really do tell you like a whole story in every picture, like... There's this one shot where it's Joker on his bed, and you can see like oh, yeah. the nightstand. So, you can see so the cups gorgeous. and all this stuff like that. And the color palette's fantastic too. Yeah, like, it's a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. Cinematically, that's a very, uh, very, you know, thoughtful and <laughs> very, very colorful film. It's if I had to pick this one, I would actually go with the Lighthouse. Lighthouse? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but from what I've seen, it's it's very striking. It's a huge callback. Oh my goodness, it is amazing, and I've been dying to see it again ever since I saw it at TIFF. I it just hasn't left my mind ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I really do enjoy Willem Dafoe's acting. Oh, he is amazing in it. You will not be let down. Yeah, uh, the lighthouse made me want to go back and rewatch Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, here's one thing that I thought should have been nominated for cinematography. Parasite. Oh my god, are we totally forgetting the Yeah, I know, right? And now let's go into best film editing. The nominees are Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. Man, this is going to be a really boring review because this one's Parasite again for me. <laughs> it's Parasite again for you? I mean, yeah. we can talk about why we, we can always talk about why we think Parasite should win everything, so yeah. <laughs> I will describe it quite succinctly. There's a lot of beautiful montage that occurs. There's that one montage in Parasite that alone, it deserves best editing just it's for that. so smooth and it covers so much ground. Mm-hmm. It's just... And just the music in that one moment too. It's just so perfect. And I love how that one sequence just moves within the same rhythm too. Yeah, well crafted. And I don't know, they really do know how to like hold certain shots for tension. Like yeah. I just... See, we cannot talk about what happens in this montage because we do not want to spoil it. No, we do not. But it's feel, it has me feeling very peachy. Ooh. Oh. You stop that right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And now let's go into... Let us go into best costume design. Whoop, 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 whoop. They are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker... Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
This is a very, very uh, interesting, uh, a very interesting selection, I must say. If I had to pick the, if I had to pick the winner for this one, I think I'm gonna go with Little Women. I haven't seen Little Women from the pictures. The costume design looks like bananas. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, personally, though, I probably lean towards Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just off of what I've seen. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, the, the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Western, the uh, <laughs> even like the '60s clothing and things like that. It's it all feels very very lived in. E- oh, even things that are just props. Yeah, the Irishman. I'm kind of surprised actually got into here, but I'm it's, not, especially considering we're gonna talk about a lot of the de aging in there. So. Yeah, I mean, Irishman. I'm kind of surprised, and I don't know if I'm misremembering the movie, but it's a lot of suits and polos. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. And how do you feel about Joker's costume design nomination? I'm fine with it. It yes. didn't stand out to me though. Like that's how I felt too. It's a it's the same way I feel about a different category. I'll talk about where it's like, I'm sure it was fine, but it doesn't it's not a standout. Yeah, but the only thing that kind of strikes me is the fact that the guy who do, the guy who designed the costumes for this is the same guy who did the costumes for Phantom Thread and Inherent Vice. Oh, for Little Women. No, for Joker. For Joker. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because Phantom Thread got an Oscar. It did. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it could be that there's so many other parts of the film that take over. Yeah. Over that, like the production design, the cinematography is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, and like he doesn't have a top on for a lot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so I guess for uh, something else kind of kind of related, let's go into best makeup. They are Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and 1917. Okay, I haven't seen Maleficent, mm-hmm. but from a lot of the imagery I've seen, I would probably give it to that. <laughs> you give, give it to that? A lot of it's really impressive looking. Okay. But for from what I have seen, mm-hmm. I would probably orient it a little towards Joker. And I know that the whole thing is going to be like, oh, it's just because they made clown paints. <laughs> but the, the reimagining of the Joker's face away from Heath Ledger, the way yeah. that they've adapted that, and the way they did a lot of the other grime and the blood and things like that, like... A lot of the, those kind of appearances, that stuff was impressive to me. It's fantastic, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would have to say, I if it weren't Joker, I would also I would also consider Bombshell, even though I haven't seen the movie yet, and I have very mixed feelings about it in general. Mm-hmm. But just seeing how they made Charlize Theron look like Megan Kelly, that is amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary how alike they look. Just put them. Put Charlize Theron and Megyn Kelly side by side. I would not have expected that sort of transformation at all. It's the same person. I know. <laughs> and then again, we did kind of expect that from Vice last year as well, with Christian Bale turning into Dick Cheney. Yeah, they went over the top with that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, and now let's go into the music categories. For original score, Joker, Little Women... Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. This is the category that confused me because for Star Wars, it's just the Star Wars theme. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's the same thing, just (laughs) re-recorded with like, sure, like some slight alterations, but it's just the Star Wars theme. (laughs) I don't know why Uh, it keeps getting nominated. It's their fantastic orchestra. But it's just the Star it's Wars just theme. The Star Wars theme all over again, and you know, the, the, after they got nominated again for the Last Jedi, I was like, 
Okay, you're just giving John Williams the obligatory nomination at yeah. this point. <laughs> For me, seeing Mare's story on the ticket here, yeah. I was confused because I didn't remember them having an original score. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you want me to be honest with you about the marriage story score? What? It reminds me too much of Toy Story. Oh, and, is it really whimsical? Oh, and you know, it's not only that, but it's also the fact that they share the same composer. Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Marriage Story was a weird choice for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't find it to really stand out in any yeah. way. Maybe that's the point, but... Yeah. I also am not... I'm not all that keen on Alexander Desplat's score for Little Women, although that doesn't take away from the movie overall for me. I'd, I'd probably fathom that most, that most of that film is in the visuals. Yeah. It's very visually impressive. But if I had to pick, if I had to pick a winner for this one, I'm not going to lie. I'm going with Hildur... I don't know how to say her last name... Yeah, I, I would go with her for Joker. Yeah, I the Joker score is great, and uh, some people were criticizing it, but I I do think that simple low roar behind the cinematography is just exactly what it needed. S- something simple and ominous. Oh, absolutely, and especially when you uh, transition from the Gary Glitter song, though we <laughs> yeah, already yeah. know Gary Glitter is a trash person. <laughs> oh yeah, he knows a trash. But the way di- it tra- the way it transitions from that song into the more ominous theme when he's dancing on the stairs, that theme alone, I think, deserves best score for certain. It that's that's a great scene as well. Him coming down those steps. Oh yeah. All right, and now for original song. Let's go. I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story Four. I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, and Stand Up from Harriet. How are you feeling about this? Um, I haven't seen any of these. I think it's just going to be Elton John winning again. Probably. Yeah. He's a, he's a great musician. Oh, absolutely. Though, if there was one song that I feel, I feel like we could have considered for this one, we could have considered the very ending credits song from Parasite. Oh my god, yeah. I know. So, this whole Oscar is going to be a travesty if he doesn't <laughs> sweep the board. Exactly. If Parasite doesn't if Parasite doesn't win anything, it's going to be tragic. So. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, no. This so many interesting selections for these categories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tell me. All right. Okay, now let's go into best production design. Okay. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. For me, there's like three significant films that really conquer this category for me. Which are those three? Okay, for me, it's Irishman, Parasite, Mm -hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you had to pick one of them, which one would you go with? I'd probably go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, really? Parasite, I know they built that house. Yeah. And, like, all that different set design is really, really gorgeous and, like, all of it's significant. Mm-hmm. But I had, like, followed behind a lot of the production of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and, like, how they, like, okay. rebuilt entire streets. Mm-hmm. And they're the same streets that people are driving on now, but they put up, like, all these crazy billboards. They had, like, like something like 50 cars driving by all the time in order to, like, maintain the flow mm-hmm. of traffic. Yeah. And... I just found the settings between them, despite being so jarring from like Beverly Hills to some random shack out in the desert or behind the highway where Brad Pitt lives, yeah. like all these settings just seem to gel into this really cool world. Like the production design really helped to build up that image of 60s Hollywood for me. Oh, yeah. 
You see, the thing is, for this category, I'm kind of torn between whether I want Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win or whether I want Parasite to win this. The, the Irishman looks expensive. Yeah. Like, every single scene looks, like, perfect. Almost, like, a little too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a little too much budget on there. But, like, <laughs> whereas, like, The Irishman looked perfect and expensive. These other movies feel, like, lived in and dirty. And I kind of fer- prefer that kind of production design to exist. Yeah, same here. I think Parasite uh, alone should win on the count of the... Uh, there's one scene near the ending... I don't, we will not spoil this, but let's say they're, uh, let's just say that they're go, it's like the, uh, the disparity between class, which is the central theme of the movie. I'm not going to spoil. Oh, well, how one night can be so different for different people in the world. Yeah. Something that's like, oh no, for one person could be like devastating for another. Exactly. Because you see the, uh, there's that, that unique contrast between the uh, rich people's house and the and the semi basement where the where the central family lives within, yeah. I th- it's it's such a beautiful beautiful contrast that uh, I think I'm really glad to see it actually got in. The core of it is just the difference between two families. Yeah, but the way it's done is pretty amazing. Like oh, indeed. And now, why don't we go into some more tech categories? Let's go into uh, visual effects. The nominees are. Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) I think it's going to be Irishman winning this. How about you? I'm not entirely happy with this category. (laughs) Neither am I, honestly. I don't want to see an Oscar in Jon Favreau's hands. (laughs) I don't want to see that. (laughs) If you ever heard his commentary about, like, the animation, he was saying certain things like a... Well, the animators really gave emotion to the lions, but then he instructed them not to put so much facial animation to the lions because he wants them to look like lions, <laughs> not people yeah. who are playing lions. <laughs> I just I can't take him seriously for the animation aspect of that film. He just neither he's, can I. He wanted to take too much of a documentary <laughs> approach. I will say that I think the Irishman is probably going to win because we know visual effects is probably it usually goes to a to a major outlier anyway. Yeah, Avengers is too obvious. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I think it should go to Irishman. I agree with you, by the way. Yeah. Just because they do one specific thing, and they do it very well. The de-aging. Because if you know anything about (laughs) Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci look today, they look nothing like that in the movie. They did an amazing job. And it really works for the most part, well, except for... One, <laughs> except for one moment that I think we've uh, talked about in the past. Oh yeah, and for my, for my partner Kathleen seeing the film, they didn't notice at all. But because I know exactly what <laughs> Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci look like, I go, "These guys don't look like mummies anymore." What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I think for that alone, it's just so so impressive. Yeah. Right. Uh, now let's why don't we go into the writing categories for best writing original screenplay. Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasites. I want to give this to Parasite as well. Same. I do have like personal issues with the movie Knives Out. Yes. And it's just to do, okay, there's plot holes, things like that. That's always going to happen in a murder mystery, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. But the twists cheapen parts of the movie to me. Oh, really? Because there there was really, there's huge fun in the mystery, but Mm -hmm. they blow away some of the twists really early on. Mm-hmm. And then one of the ending twists ha- that happens near the end, I feel, 
just kind of it feels cheap. It's not like a real <laughs> twist that changes how you see the whole thing. I, I didn't necessarily enjoy the story as much as I enjoyed Parasite, okay. which even if you're looking at them on paper, Parasite mm-hmm. does something new, whereas Knives Out is doing an old thing, yeah. but trying to do it better. Well, Parasite has one of the greatest plot twists that I've ever seen. <laughs> I do not, I will, again, I will not say what happens. We are be- not going to say what happens. Yeah. It's a great moment. It's just, when you see that moment for your first time in theaters, not knowing anything about the movie, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's this, uh, this magical realism as you see what's happening on screen where you just go like, oh, this isn't real life anymore. And then it digs you right back in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although I will say I'm kind of happy to see that uh, Noah Baumbach and Quentin Tarantino are are in here because I know Noah Baumbach couldn't even make it into Best Director for Marriage Story. But then again, it's like... With Marriage Story, it is a movie that is more about the writing than it is the directing anyway. So. Although I will say uh, the one nominee that really surprised me here is Knives Out, only because I never would have expected the, the Oscars to go for a genre film, especially in the original screenplay category. Yeah. But I'm also kind of entertained by the idea that Ryan Johnson kind of bottled up a lot of the hatred that he received from The Last Jedi, especially in Chris Evans' character in particular. You know, and he just go. I was kind of stunned when he just ended up saying, hey, Meg, how's SJW school treating you? And then, what do you know? That's the sort of line that ended up getting Ryan Johnson an Oscar nomination. Two characters I didn't really like in that film, just because yeah. everyone's so flushed out. Oh, yeah. Ama- like, actually, the characters are amazing the way they're lifted off of paper mm-hmm. by those actors. Oh, yeah? But then those two characters feel really underwritten. The kid on his phone and the mm-hmm. girl going to college. I can definitely agree about <coughs> it, was, it. It was unusual because yeah. he, he was just the butt of a joke mm-hmm. and she was kind of a plot device for another part. Oh, yeah. And now uh, why don't we go into adapted screenplay? The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. Uh, for this category, I'm going to give it to... Uh, I heard you paint houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the original title of The Irishman. Is yeah. it I heard or I hear? It's I heard you paint houses. Yeah, like <laughs> I I don't I hate the name Irishman to be honest. I don't it doesn't fit the movie. Yes. I wish that that's the only part that I don't like about the screenplay. It's <laughs> the title <laughs> the is the, they went with the title The Irishman even though I heard you paint houses is the name of the book it's based on, which is a hardcore name if yeah. you think about what that means. Yeah. Anyways, like, I I think it's I think Irishman deserves. Although I kind of I kind of love the if you, they went with the original title, it's like hey hey dude, have you seen this movie called I Heard You Paint Houses? It's really really. It, it would be an interesting conversation starter because they'd go like, "What's that?" To Martin Scorsese, what? Yeah, I heard you paint houses, directed by Martin Scorsese. It's not Goodfellas 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say I'm also really glad to see that Little Women got into here too. But the one not there's only one nominee I'm not too fond of in this category. Who's that? The two popes. It seemed very dry to me. It's so it seemed like Oscar Beatty, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, have you seen the you know the sort of movies that Anthony McCartan has written? Before this, he wrote The Theory of Everything, Darkest Hour, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Kind of Oscar Beatty. Yeah. (laughs) He's trying to get in there. He's really, really trying to get in there. And what do you know? He's also written three best actor winning performances, too. 
He's digging for Hollywood gold. <laughs> he's also, yeah, I should also mention, he's the screenwriter with the most best actor wins. That's good. <laughs> that, that's, that's a good sign. <laughs> but like, easy to work with. Two, but unfortunately, as for the writing for the two popes, um, you see, the thing is, with the Catholic Church, they've gotten away with a lot of horrible, horrible stuff, and the movie doesn't even address that at all. It's so... I, I could understand they're trying to fixate on the idea between like an old guard pope yeah. and a progressive pope. You got to bring it up at least a little bit because yeah. for most people, it's in the back of their mind. Yeah. And it was in the back of my mind when I was watching it too. Yeah. And I was really, really annoyed that they would never really bring it up. But hey, the uh, new pope listens to ABBA. I guess that's cute, I guess. And and I, yeah. And I, I get that they want, wouldn't want to bring it up because it's uncomfortable. You yeah. could distract from whatever story they're trying to tell, but mm -hmm. it's part of your story. It's very integral to the story. It's part of the history of that church. Yeah. All right. Now, why don't we go into uh, the foreign language film category, retitled Best International Feature Film. Mm -hmm. From Poland, Corpus Christi. From North Macedonia, Honeyland. From France, Les Miserables. From Spain, Pain and Glory. And from South Korea, Parasite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now... I've heard very good things about Pain and Glory. It's great. Yeah. But the only film I have seen in this category is Parasite. Mm -hmm. And given that with a lot of the other like really big movies this year, yeah. that I find Parasite much <laughs> better than those movies, yeah. I'd have to go with Parasite again for yeah. this category. I think it's pretty obvious Parasite's going to be winning because Parasite is up for Best Director and Best Original Screenplay and Best Picture. So Yeah, no, I, I, I give it to Parasite. Yeah. I will also say it's kind of, I am kind of amused by the fact that Honeyland is up in here because it's also up for best documentary feature. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've heard good things. Yeah, me too. And I have yet to see Les Miserables, although I received a screener recently. Now, why don't we go into the sound categories? And the nominees for sound editing, Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. This is one I want to give to Once Upon a Time. Really? As well. Yeah. I, I really do love the way that mm -hmm. it's like with the roar of the engine and they bring in the music as well. I do really enjoy the editing for this film. Oh, yeah. It's really, really great. And, you know, um, I have a feeling it's probably going to be Ford v. Ferrari, though. Ford v. Ferrari? I haven't seen that, but from the trailers, the sound looks really good. <laughs> it is a very loud... It's God a very damn. loud movie. Is this going to follow the pattern of the Oscars? Just give, like, the sound credits to... To the loudest movie? To the loudest movie. They're yes. the loudest. You get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was the loudest movie last year, so we already knew that was winning. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess this would go to Ford v. Ferrari, even yeah. with sound mixing, even though that's yeah. wildly different. Okay, now let's go into sound... Now why don't we look at sound mixing? Ad Astra... Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't have a pick for this category. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, could, I honestly couldn't decide with the mixing. Yeah. Okay. I, haven't, I, haven't, I have not seen 1917. I haven't seen Ford vs. Ferrari. I feel like I really can't make a judgment here. <laughs> I feel that. But, uh, again, like I said, Ford vs. Ferrari, we know it was the loudest movie anyway. So. It's the loudest movie, so <laughs> yeah. it's probably going to get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I'm, I am really surprised that Ad Astra got in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Did you see that one or not yet? No, I'd seen the advertising with Brad Pitt. And yeah, there's another film where I felt that the, the sound was a bit more powerful than the actual visuals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a really, really great movie movie too and i'm really surprised that it was left out of the oscar shortlist for visual effects too yeah a bit of an unusual choice on their behalf oh yeah and i think the last one we're going to cover here because i don't imagine we've seen much of these either let's cover best documentary feature Mm -hmm. american factory the cave the edge of democracy forsama and honeyland i have no idea what's going to win this one yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't pick for this category. Neither could I. I don't know. It's, I don't know what's going to appeal to the academy. Oh, though I could, I uh, know For Sama is on Amazon Prime, and I could consider watching that soon. So. Mm-hmm. But I have only seen one film from this category, and it's American Factory. And what are your thoughts? It's pretty good. Would you think it should be considered for a nomination? I think it definitely should. Although I'm kind of tired of the, I am kind of tired of documentaries that are about culture clash. So yeah. It can it can get a bit nauseating at times. Yeah. And, I, you know, like that, I think that's about all we can cover for now. And so how do we feel about the nominations overall? Some categories have a really good mix. Some mm-hmm. categories are absolutely stacked. Like, yeah. it's very difficult. If Parasite, okay, Parasite was never released this year, mm-hmm. it would be pretty difficult to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. As a matter of fact, I think that, I'm just really happy to see that Parasite got so many nominations after the fact that South Korea had their shot at foreign language film last year. They made the short list, yet they didn't even make the actual list of nominees. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, despite how much we've talked up Parasite, I, I do have a fear that the that it won't be received well by the Academy. Just, just because it is a, for, a foreign language film, it's an international film. Yeah, that's what really worries me. Although, considering the circumstances which uh, upon which it won at Cannes, apparently their vote there was unanimous, and this is the first time a film has won by a unanimous vote since Blue is the Warmest Color. That's awesome. So maybe, maybe there's some hope because we know it's usually the industry... It's usually people who are in the industry that vote unanimously uh, when it comes to the Cannes Film Festival. So mm-hmm. maybe there's hope Parasite could win. Maybe there's hope just because yeah. we, we really shouldn't be tolerating that kind of thing that they tend to do where they don't consider yeah. international films as much. Yeah, we came, so close to, we came so close last year with Roma being up for Best Picture and mm-hmm. considering it won Best Director, we thought that it almost had it in the bag right there. Almost. But then Green Book happened. Green, see, that's why I'm thinking about with Marriage Story, because yeah. Green Book's a safe bet. Ma- well, I'm saying it's like a it's yeah. a safe Oscar movie. It's Oscar Beatty in a way. Yeah, it is very. With Oscar Marriage Beatty. Story, there's some traits that it kind of shares, where it's yeah. very much so about the acting, and yeah. there's some. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know if I could really call any of these movies Oscar Beatty either, which is not so much. No, which is really quite a step up from last year. A lot of these movies seem to focus on themselves. Yeah. Although I guess Ford versus Ferrari, which I think is just a dad movie. <laughs> oh, that was that was I was gonna mention something like that. My dad was like, "Oh, I saw Ford versus Ferrari." <laughs> That's like the one movie you saw this year. <laughs> it's just such a huge, huge dad movie. So. My sister saw with my dad, and the whole time apparently my dad was going, "I know that car." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, I am much. Much better slate than last year's. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Great year for movies. Parasite, good luck. 
Yeah. Bong Joon-ho, we're really rooting for you. If you're listening to this, we just want you to know Bong Hive forever. Bong Hive. Bong Hive. All right. And like that, that's about it. Name is Jamie Rebinal. John. And we are signing off. We will see you later.